0: Aleph Sivan Tafshin Shin Ayin Tet. Coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Arielle Zilber, gone back quite a while, opens things up on this week's edition of the Israel Show, Ten Likach. oh, That is a prayer that I join with this morning. Give us strength. <laughs> Give me strength. Uh, we are here. Welcome. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nacho Single Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JMDM, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel time and around the world. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's when we're on. And you don't have to really remember what time we're on. I mean, it would be great if you listen live. It's wonderful. Sometimes we have great breaking news. But that's not really the purpose. The purpose is all the other stuff that we have. And that, you don't have to be tuned in live for. That you can listen to on the archives that are available for this show and for all the programming on the great Nahum Siegel Network available on nachumsegel.com just go to the archives section click the Israel Show, etc. and on the amazing Nahum Siegel Network app which is available for free for iTunes and Android and there too you look for the archives section and you find the Israel Show and all the other great programming and I'm telling you all this not because you don't know it. You do know it because you are tuned in. I'm telling it to you so that you share it with others and we grow our listener base as we always like to do. Share the joy with others. We have some interesting stuff coming up. Ford Motors opened up a Ford Research Center in Tel Aviv. Is a uh, press release about that, which we'll share with you. But more importantly, for our purposes in sharing, the press release is telling you what's not in the press release. And um, I think you'll find that interesting. Um, We have an interesting story about a trip that uh, soldiers took to Auschwitz recently. This happens on a regular basis. It's called Edim Adim, Witnesses in Uniform, groups of Israeli soldiers that travel to Auschwitz to understand the depths of the importance of their work as soldiers. And a very, very interesting uh, story that uh, I actually just saw this morning. I think you'll enjoy it. And lots of other stuff. Great, brand new music coming up from Yonatan Razel, from Idan Hamedi, Mickey Gabriello, and more. All that coming up after Yismach Bi by Yoni Genot. A song written for uh, Motzei Shabbat in the start of a new week. Words by Avram Yitzhakah Kohen Cook. Melody by Yoni Genut. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network.
1: Yismak libi vekirbi veyagel dami vachalavi veyarum venisa matzavi le'at yakits aryevel avi velo ayavii Lia vi et u Elo e vi Li vi E telia han vi Veni mimi fait le shahar aravi, velo re avi, li avi, et eliahu, anavi, velo re avi, li avi, et eliahu. I'm a Ein 14, ein 14, ein 1. Ja.
0: Yoni Genut with uh, that popular very popular in Israel maybe it'll be popular here too maybe it is popular here and I don't even know Yismach be my name is Mayor Weingart and you, and you and you and you and all of you are tuned to this on the Israel the Siegel Network thank you so much for tuning in uh, coming up very soon brand new music By Yonatan Razel. He released a uh, a double release a few weeks ago. We played part one last week. We'll play part two this week. The name of the song is David, as in King David, King David. So this um, press release caught my eye. about two weeks ago. Ford Motor Company has opened its Ford Research Center in Tel Aviv's Adgar 360 building near the Ayalon Highway, LaGuardia Interchange. (laughs) Interesting that they feel compelled to tell you exactly where it is. The center was opened, the center was opened, I say, by Ford Chairman Bill Ford. Now, who is Bill Ford? He is the great-grandson... Of Henry Ford. Now, hopefully we all know that Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motors Company, is the person who... I don't know if if he's credited with inventing the automobile, but he made the automobile a household item. The fact that we ride around like nothing today on the highways and byways of the world is really thanks to Henry Ford. And Bill Ford, his great-grandson, is in Israel and addressed the annual Echo Motion Mobility Conference in Tel Aviv earlier this week. Ford says that the new research center will play a significant role as the carmaker pursues its vision to become the world's most trusted company designing smart vehicles for a smart world. (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll, I guess I'll add, and so they came to a smart country. The center will include, continues the release, a vehicle lab to support proof-of-concept efforts in AI, artificial intelligence work, conducted by the SAIPS team. Um Ford acquired computer vision and machine learning company SAIPS in twenty sixteen for several tens of millions of dollars invested a further twelve point five millions in it million in it in twenty eighteen. Here's what <laughs> I mean and I understand why. But here's the historical context that was not included in uh in the press release, and and I I share this with you in a way similar to when Jews who went through the Holocaust go back to uh, to Eastern Europe and are able to say this is the greatest nekama, this is the greatest revenge, so to speak, when we go back with our children and grandchildren to see that what they were planning, thank God, never never happened, the extinction of the Jewish people. So I'm going to read to you from the official website of the Henry Ford Organization. It's a museum, There's all, it's a huge enterprise. The website is www.thehenryford.org and here's what they write. As with most famous people, Henry Ford... <laughs> Okay, I, I, here's what I'll do. I'll start by saying this. It is pretty well known that Henry Ford was a virulent anti-Semite. Vicious, vicious anti-Semite. He was a supporter and friend of Adolf Hitler and he didn't, He never repented. So when the Ford Foundation or whatever has to write about Henry Ford and his anti-Semitism, they, they can't ignore it they're going to use the most <laughs> whitewashed, cleansed language, as you could imagine, while still making the point. But for, So first they start out by telling you Henry Ford was complex, like everybody, like most famous people. He was complex and had traits, I'm going to continue now reading, had traits and took actions that were laudatory as well as troublesome. The most controversial and least admirable aspect of Ford's career was his descent into anti-Semitism. I wonder if anywhere in the article actually says he was an anti-Semite. I mean, again, it's clear from the article, but this is another, um, another nice way, you know euphemistic way to say he was, he descended into anti-Semitism. And by the way, let's not fool ourselves. One of the big anti-Semites of the three new um, members of Congress is from the Detroit area, or Dearborn, I believe, specifically, which is uh, the center of Ford Motors. I wonder if that has anything to do with anything. I'm not sure. I don't want to say. Though we continue to read. I'm going to try and just read it without constantly interrupting. Convinced that quote-unquote bankers and quote-unquote the Jews were responsible for a whole range of things he didn't like, from the World War to short skirts to jazz music, Ford used his newspaper, the Dearborn Independent, to carry on an active anti-Semitic campaign. Between 1920 and 1922, a series of articles denounced all things Jewish. While officially apologizing for the articles in 1927, Ford's anti-Jewish sentiments ran deep. Seen within the context of the Times, They demonstrate the sharp realities and tensions that emerge in societies undergoing profound cultural, economic, and political change. Wow, whoever wrote this is a genius. You wrap it up and wrap it up, and so you barely see that little kernel underneath of vile anti-Semitism. Oh, you know, the context of the times, and... He was a complex character because he was famous like all famous people. We continue. In January 1919, Henry Ford began publishi- com- publication of the Dearborn Independent, a small, financially troubled community weekly he had purchased the previous years. Carrying the subtitle, The Chronicler of the Neglected Truth, the paper primarily served as a forum for Henry Ford's views. Each issue of the Independent carried quote, Mr. Ford's own page, end quote, an editorial expressing his opinions written by William James Cameron. Ford hired Edwin G. Pipp from the Detroit News to serve as editor. Agents went door to door selling subscriptions, and Ford Motor Company pressured car dealers to buy multiple subscriptions and hand out copies to customers. The newspaper was popular, and its circulation reached, get this, 900,000 in 1926. That's a heck of a lot of readers in 1926. 900,000. The idea of acquiring a newspaper first came to Ford during his anti-war crusade, when he became convinced that a hostile press controlled by banks and other powerful financial interests were campaigning against him. The paper would provide Ford... A means to express his own views and to counter the attacks that had been launched against him for the five-dollar day, for the five-dollar day, his pacifist activities, and his 1918 run for the U.S. Senate, which he believed his opponent, Senator Truman Newberry, had stolen from him. This is quite a guy, this Ford, right? The Dearborn Independent would most likely have remained a sidebar in Ford's biography were it not for a controversial series that began on May twenty-second, 1920 and lasted for several years. Appearing on the front page every week was a column, quote-unquote, The International Jew, colon, The World's Problem, end quote and it examined a purported conspiracy launched by Jewish groups to achieve world domination. The basis for the articles were An Ancient and Notorious Forgery, The Protocols of the Elders of Zion, An Anti-Semitic Hoax, first published in Russia in 1903. (laughs) I laugh because as I read ahead... (laughs) a few words, I think about the guy writing, the, or the woman writing this, and and the pains and the trouble that they're going to, and, and, and the, tying themselves into a pretzel to write things in a sanitized way. Why would Ford agree to publish such a thing they write here? Why would Ford agree? Well, because he was an anti Oh, my gosh. Okay, we continue. Why would Ford agree to publish such a thing? Many have accused Ford's personal secretary, Ernst Leibold, of being the source of the campaign. And Leibold's anti-Semitic views are well documented. (laughs) Unlike Ford, for example. E.G. Pip resigned as editor in protest over the series. However, William Cameron, who then became editor of The Independent, was an enthusiastic supporter of the publication of the anti-Semitic diatribes. However, now they finally get to after saying all that to the point. However, Ford's own attitude towards Jews were the major reason for the publication of The International Jew. His anti-Semitic beliefs formed along several strands from his upbringing, attitudes, and personal beliefs. He, did, he wasn't just, you know, just a vile anti-Semite hater. They formed, there were several strands, his upbringing, you know... They were also influenced by the current populist political sensibilities that advocated a distrust of financiers, bankers, and institutions of economic power. A common stereotype at the time led some people to assume that Jews controlled the international banking system. That belief may have fed his anti-Jewish feelings. For its pacifism probably formed a second strand. His crusade against World War I convinced him that international Jewish bankers were fomenting the war. Here again, the stereotype noted above may have convinced him that international Jewish bankers supported the war for personal gain. Lastly, Ford's growing cultural conservatism, anti-urbanism, and nostalgia for the rural past formed an important third strand. Ford saw Jews present in everything that he viewed as modern and distasteful. Contemporary music, movies, theater, new dress styles, and the loosening of social mores. Mores. Ma- I have... am just letting it all sink in the publication of the international jew caused an uproar oh wow in some quarters such an anti-immigrant and nativist gr- uh, such as anti-immigrant and nativist groups the series confirmed their own beliefs others were appalled by the series published demands for retraction removed the paper from public libraries and promoted a boycott of ford automobiles some ford dealers refused to carry the paper responding to this pressure ford halted publication of the anti-jewish series in july in January 1922, only to start it up again less than a year later. You can't put good anti-Semitism down, you know. It's interesting that they don't mention. Really, they don't mention how um, friendly he was with Hitler, as much of a pacifist as he as he says he was. He was a big, uh, big fan of Hitler. There's a little bit more to this. We're gonna, we're gonna switch gears for a minute because I want to do uh, this new. Uh, I want Jonathan Rizel's song. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a different song, and then we'll go, a different new song, and then we'll go. This is this is a song that Mickey Gavriello released, I believe, yesterday. Mickey Gavriello has written many of the classic songs um, throughout the um, 60s and 70s, and even the 80s. Many of them sung by Eric Einstein. They were really considered a, uh, a, 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 a duo, duo of uh, writing and singing. And uh, he writes that this song, the, the melody—he didn't compose the melody. He just wrote, he just wrote the words, which are cute. It's really just a gag song. But the melody comes from an old American folk song. Somewhere I also saw that maybe it's a, a country music song, but it doesn't say anywhere what the song is. And I'm curious to know what the original. Is where the original music came from, some American folk folk music or, or country folk music. So, if anybody of our listeners knows, please write to Mayor M E I R at Nachum Siegel Mayor M E I R at Nachum Siegel, N A C H U M S E G A L Or you can post on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. You can. Private message me there as well. Mickey Gabriello of Shalem My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. <laughs>
2: Shalem, shalem li et czek, tshek T'afsik le-hit-ah-lem Matai kva t'eshalem Vesof hoyom ha-na-atsmen ti e lo rak tsah rot Et lo Shalem, shalem, shalem li et I'm not the greatest mister bill gates Du hättest gar erzählt mir יש יגיע יום ועכשי מדחק להם יגיע שalem 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 היא ת checks תפסיק לי תעלם מתה
0: The great Mickey Gavriello, who writes an entire uh, lyrics to an entire song, trying to uh, complain about the situation where people just don't pay up on time or ever sometimes. Shalem liya check, just pay me the check that you give me the check that you owe me. The end of the article about um, Papa Ford. Henry Ford... is that in 1924... they started a series of articles attacking... attorney Aaron Shapiro... I'm assuming his name was Shapiro at some point... accusing him of exploiting farmers' cooperatives. Now... this Aaron Shapiro was a gutsy guy. He went up against... Uh, uh, against a huge corporation at that time like Ford and even today more so and he sued for libel and the case finally came to trial in March of 27 and quickly turned into a media circus (laughs) I can imagine I I wonder what media circuses (laughs) looked like in those days whatever it was it's a million times worse now shortly before Ford was scheduled to testify this shows you that he was a coward also Henry Ford. Shortly before Ford was scheduled to testify, he ordered the closing of the Dearborn Independent and explored an out-of-court settlement with Shapiro. After negotiations with Representative Nathan Perlman, a vice president of the American Jewish Congress, and Louis Marshall, president of the American Jewish Committee, Ford agreed to release a formal apology written by Marshall and to make a cash settlement with Shapiro. And... Again, from the henryford.org website, the official website, this is how they conclude. Although this seemingly ended a sad chapter in Henry Ford's life, the episode tarnished his reputation, and it has never been completely forgotten. This was not... (laughs) This did not end a sad chapter in his life. He continued being an anti-Semite, and as I said... being a big fan and supporter of Hitler. Anyway, and why did we tell you all this? First of all, it's good to know. I think a lot of people, or, or I should say not enough people realize, um, especially in the younger generation, that, that Henry Ford, the person who really began the automobile industry in America, was a deep, deep anti-Semite. But we really wanted to celebrate. We wanted to celebrate the fact that Netzach Yisrael lo to use another cliche that Am Yisrael Chai, but these aren't just cliches. They their words are, are deep in, in our psyche and mean so much to us and show us how much our generation how how privileged our generation is to see what we're seeing the great-grandson of this horrific anti-Semite the great-grandson Bill Ford was in Israel to open the Ford Research Center in Tel Aviv is he rolling in his grave Henry Ford as they like to say because they understand that Israel, the innovation nation, is amongst other things the place to go for high tech, for research, for Jewish Jewish, Jewish, Jewish innovation. Sheanu <laughs> Vikimanu, that we live in the day these days. It's very different, obviously, but oftentimes when we say in Avinu Malkeinu Nakom Le'ineinu Nikmat Dam Avadecha that God should revenge the blood of uh, of His servants, our people, I always find it interesting. That it says Le'ineinu, we should see it. There's something about wanting to see the revenge, to know in our hearts, in our minds. That justice prevails. Lahavdil. We get to see the Nekama. Yonatan Razel, another part of uh, the culture of Israel, the music, which is so great. Yonatan Razel wrote about David Hamelech. Very concise. The words are very quick and concise, but very beautiful. Ezbaot bakinor nogot. His fingers touch the kinor, which which is not a, in modern Hebrew it would be like a violin. And in those days it was a lyre, l y r e, form of like a harp, sort of. Ezbaot bakinor Sfatayim And his lips are whispering. Yudan, again. He knows how to play. He's a he's a musician. But, Yodea Gamli he also knows how to fight. He's a general. He led his his people in war. Adin, sensitive, v'gibor, and heroic. David. And then the um, refrain v'david, avdin nasilahem leolam ga'aguim legoe ne'eman. The quote "David Avdi Nasilahem LeOlam" comes from Yeheskel, Perak Lamed talking about the time will come when God says, "I will take the people, the Jewish people, from all the nations upon which they are scattered, and I will bring them together. I will collect them. I will gather them. Veheveti Otam Elad Matam, and I will return them. I will bring them to their land." I will make them into one nation, a single nation. Remember that at the time that this was being written, we were under the, under the uh, shadow of a split nation, Yehuda and Yisrael, which fall with each other. And God is prophesying, prophesying that through Yechezkel that there will be one nation. People talk about that today we don't have achtos. We don't have achtos. We have one nation. We're not, And we're not killing each other. <laughs> and they'll have one king. No longer will they be two nations. They will no longer be divided. They'll no longer be divided into two kingdoms. We're seeing that. We are seeing that. And what we wait for is, and this is the Pasuk that he's quoting, V'david avdi, well, this is not the Pasuk, but it's getting there. V'david avdi melech alehem, v'ro'e echadi yelechulam. David the king rules upon them, and there will be one shepherd David was a shepherd. Our great leaders were shepherds. Moshe was a shepherd. Avram was a shepherd. They'll follow my rules. And now, this Pasuk, the end of this Pasuk, is where Yonatan uh, Rizal quotes from. Ala if this sounds familiar, it's because we're living through it right now. Ala asher asher they will live on the land that I, God, gave to my servant Yaakov. The land that your forefathers dwelled on. And they will live on that land. They will dwell there on the land, the land of Israel. They, their children, and their children's children, adolam forever. Vidavid abdi nasi lahem leolam. Brand new from Yonatan Razel David. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
3: It's for David, again, you're there again, David, David, I do
0: amazing. Jonathan Rizal David. You want to listen to it again, you can uh, hop on to our Facebook page. Later on in the day, we post links to the YouTube videos of all the songs we play. And you can listen to it. And the words are printed there as well. Beautiful story that I came across this morning. It's nice sometimes to do. I mean, there, there's something about a live show which is difficult sometimes, but there's great stuff about doing a live show. In addition to the energy that's there usually, more so than it, when recording a show. There's stuff that you read about that morning, and you can you can uh, bring to the uh, to the attention of the listeners. A Jew by the name of Victor Neumann is 88 years old. He was 12 and a half when he arrived in Auschwitz. Of course, in the horrors of Auschwitz, and somebody might want to just mention that to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and the rest of the Democrats... who stand silent or even support her like Jerry Nadler when she compares Americans' treatment of the people that illegally cross her southern border to the concentration camps and never again. Sorry, that was an un- unintended outburst. When he got to Auschwitz at the age of 12 and a half, at the infamous selectia, the selection that took place on the train, at the train station where the families were separated, where the elderly were sent to their death and the young were sent to labor, he was separated there from his family. He survived the Holocaust, never had a bar mitzvah. Well, last week, for the first time in his life since he was um, freed from Auschwitz, he returned. As part of a group of young soldiers, a Dim Bimadim, witnesses in uniform. These are missions of the IDF that bring officers, I think, mainly to Auschwitz and other places for them to see what happens when we don't have an army, and we don't have a state. And they usually take a survivor with them who can tell them firsthand what it was like and share with them. is obviously nothing that can compare to a personal witness. Well, somebody on this mission found out, one of the other leaders, that he entered Auschwitz at 12 and a half and never had a bar mitzvah, and they decided this group of oh god am I gonna get through this? They decided that they were gonna make a bar mitzvah right then and there. So they had everything prepared. And as they were ending the mission and after they sang the Hatikva they veered from the protocol Took out a Sefer Torah and asked Avigdor Neumann if he would agree to have his bar mitzvah now. And he made the bracha that we make before reading the Torah, and then one of the group members read not from his parshah whatever it was, but read Zachor at Tashera Salah HaMalek. And there, at the edge of that railroad track, through which millions of Jews were taken to their death, a group of Israeli soldiers celebrated Avigdor Neumann's Aliyalah Torah, And when they returned to Sefer Torah, they danced and sang. I'll post the article and I'll post the video because it's hard to do it justice without it. So it turns out that this show was about the sweet revenge of the Jewish people, that we are able to see with our own eyes, if only we open them up. And we're going to end off <coughs> appropriately with vafilu behasdara. Even when there is hester panim, we know that God is there. by Kobe Peretz and Yaakov Shuecki. Before we do that, <clears throat> and I gain my composure, I say thank you all. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments, and thanks to the Nachum Siegel Network staff. And very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, immediately following us, Yoni Pollack, with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports. And then, stay tuned for Novak Now, with Jake Novak. And Jake explains how... Contrary to the conventional wisdom, the Bahrain Economic Conference, the one that uh, is part of the Trump-slash-Kushner deal of the century, that conference, which hasn't taken place yet, though, is already a success. And it's an interesting topic to discuss. Because many agree, many in Israel agree, the fact that there are already numerous, numerous Arab states that have agreed to come to join. And the fact that the Palestinian Authority refused to recognize and join it is yet another part of seemingly the um, margin- continued marginalizing of the Palestinian authorities. Importance in the Arab world, not just in the Jewish world. And after all that, there's the Great Monday Music Marathon. Please don't forget to uh, check out our Facebook page. Give it a look, give us a listen, and if you like it, give us a like. It's very important. The more likes we get, both on posts and liking the page itself, the more that the um, that the page gets put up. in in people's uh, feeds which helps encourage people to listen, which helps us to get the word out the word that we want to get out out. so please facebook.com slash theisraelshow facebook.com slash theisraelshow you might notice that I'm vamping a little because um, the song that we're going to end with is 4 minutes and 45 seconds and we have a little more time than that you know what doesn't matter. We'll end a little early for a change. <laughs> notice, notice to the stations. Here is Vafilo Bastara, Kobe Peretz, and Until next Monday, immediately following the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no, they're just running in a different race.